Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm ready. Are you ready? I wasn't ready. You asked me before the show. I'm eating a walnut or well, something. Well, tough. I've started the ball rolling already. My name is Claire. You're James. We recommend you things. I'm excited to recommend things. Yeah, we, there's four flies in the studio as well today. It's so annoying. I know, but it's okay. They don't make any noise. That is lovely. Just know that they're bothering me this entire time. <laughs> You're very bothered. Mm. Anyway, on that note, what will you watch or read or listen to that has been unbothering you this week? Well... I was about to call you Mason. Well, Claire, oh, I've been watching on Netflix. It's called Living With Yourself and it stars, it's a, it's a black comedy <laughs> and it stars Paul Rudd. You love everything with Paul Rudd. You have a massive mm, man boner for him. Man boner. I think that's just a, <laughs> I think that's just a boner. No, but it's a boner for a man. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like him. He's good. Yeah, I do too. And he's somehow 50. In this show, he's 37. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> we watched that episode of Between Two Ferns with him. If yes. you don't know that show, it's so good. At Galifianakis? What's Zach Galifianakis. It's, it's actually from the movie. Um, but I would recommend just just watching the interviews for that because I think the movie's not great, but the interviews are always good. Yeah. So fun. Anyway, it stars Paul Rudd. Ashley B and Paul Rudd? What? What? Oh, I saw the shorts what? for this. You showed me the trailer for this. You were so excited. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, uh, it, um, slight spoilers, though, it's in the trailer and it's very early on what happens. The idea is that Paul Rudd is a, he's a sad sack and he's like works at this marketing firm and he hates it and he's not good at it and he's kind of is depressed and you find out why kind of later on. He's struggling in his relationship. So it sounds like office space. Uh, no, not really. Uh, it's, 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 not better. It's different than offer right. space. Yeah. So basically, he gets uh, he gets this idea for his friend puts him onto this spa where you go and it revitalizes you and makes you kind of feel better. And Ooh. he's like, all right, I'll give it a go. So he goes in there, and then in the and then he wakes up in a in a grave. So he basically digs his way out of a plastic bag, and he's been buried in the woods. What? Anyway, he gets home to find that he's already at home because what essentially has happened, and again, this is in the trailer is that he's being cloned and what they do there, they kind of clean up your DNA, like remove like depression and anxiety and <laughs> I've still got that walnut. And that cough. Yeah, and all those kind of things. And your hair's better. And so he's already there because what, what they so they do all that and then they put it into a new body and then they dump so there's the two original Paul you. Rudd. Yeah. This is your ultimate movie. That's right. So the it's idea double is double Paul Rudd. Yeah, but the thing is they're very different, obviously, because one of them is like the best version of Paul Rudd that you could possibly like be. Eyed yeah, exactly. And yeah, healthy. and you know, excited about everything, and he's like running through cornfields and, and things like that. He's very excited, and so then they have to work out how they are they going to share this life. Is one of them going to going to disappear? Who is the better version? And who's he's even married? He yeah, a, he's married. Yeah. yeah, and who's even the the real version? I guess because you know, it's the same DNA. It's the same DNA essentially, but you know, the original one would probably be the, the real version, I guess. <laughs> but I think what, what's really interesting about it is like that sci-fi elements, it's neither here nor there. They don't really delve into how they do it. It's not important. I guess if you ever seen the movie multiplicity with Michael Keaton, no. it's like that. Have you ever seen the movie, the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's like that. They're very similar. 
actually. All right. Uh, but it's it's a really it's an interesting like lesson and look at a person's failings and shortcomings, and it's like a reflection of the things that you kind of don't like about yourself because you see well, you think that you're you're well. I always feel like this that I'm not doing enough or I'm not the best version of myself that and I can possibly not. be. And I'm not, <laughs> exactly. And it's and it's that it's that but this is like the physical manifestation of that. So it's like the proof that you actually suck and oh. you could be better. But oh. but then there's also shortcomings of being that that perfect version because also what's interesting because as the show goes along, the perfect version kind of gets tainted, you know what I mean, and resentful. Oh, so by it's, life. Yeah, so it's kind of – Life will it, get you. Yeah, exactly. So it it's, gets everybody in the end. It really does. So it's like eight episodes. They're, they're doing a second season. It's it's like it's not life-changing, but it's just really solid television with really, really good performances. Uh, the other thing is the special effects are incredible and you don't notice them at all. But it's because it's two Paul Rudds. There's moments where they're on they're on screen together all the time. There's moments where they have physical fights, and it's just flawless. So it's one of those situations where, you know, special effects are often like it's a giant seahorse and there's a <laughs> there's a crab. I'm talking about Aquaman or whatever. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. It's there's like, a huge wave. Yeah, whatever. But it's like it's an example of special effects where it's like this is excellent application of it because it just adds to the world building without ever taking you out of it. You just don't even think, think about, about it being it there. Because we always yeah. talk about that too, right? That in, at the end of the day, special effects, special effects, what you want is great script, great acting, and then the special effects should be on the periphery of that. And if they're really great, yeah. they kind of enhance and add and build and you, the experience. And you don't and – you, and you're either awed by them or you don't notice them, which is kind of – like that's kind of selling special effects people short. I've done, I've done videos on it before, but basically special effects, bad special effects often comes down to time and budget. It's not often and they, are, they don't get paid enough and the hours are insane and whatever. There's a whole other, this whole industry that's like collapsing because of the way, you know, the Life of Pi guys, they won an Oscar. Yeah. And then the studio was like immediately shut down because they didn't oh. enough money. And as they were giving their speech at the Oscars, they got and they were talking about like the industry and how it's important to whatever. They started yeah. getting played off, so the music went over the top. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. So that's, that's pretty so that's indicative of how that the film is spectacular. Yeah, it's all right. It's I, good, I good. really enjoyed it, but I thought the special effects oh, in that. Special effects are amazing. That's what I yeah. mean by spectacular. Really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah living with yourself with your on Paul Netflix. Rudd I, love think, I think I am. Because he's am. also great in This Is 40, which is one of your favourite films. I love This films. Is 40, yeah. I love it's my <laughs> favourite. It's, yeah, it feels so, it's so real. It's painful, that one, like at times. Like yeah, it, feels, it is. Yeah. Which is the thing we're going to talk about in a minute, but it feels like you're in the room with a couple fighting and it's like, oh, <laughs> should I be here? Yeah, like that friends <laughs> that are arguing at a barbecue or something yeah. and you're like, oh, this is awkward. All right. Okay. Can I talk about mine sure, now? Sure, yeah. I've got so many things to talk about. Briefly, I wanted to recommend Fangirls the Musical. I talked about this already. Mm. It's by Eve Blake and I interview her on Just Make the Thing and it, she is a TED Talk as well, but she, her musical is now out and I went to Sydney and I saw it. You did. And it was brilliant. It was everything I wanted and more. If you get a chance, if they extend the run and if you're in Sydney, you should absolutely see it. It's so joyful. It's full of glitter and teenage angst and it reminds you of all the best bits and the worst bits of being a teenager and it celebrates women, particularly young women, and it's just really funny and the music is like a pop concert. So I just would absolutely Did recommend she write the music? Yeah, she really? wrote the wow. music and she's yeah. not, she doesn't play an instrument. So she wrote it, she taught self-taught all of mm. it and she taught herself how to write music on a laptop. I've talked about this before. It's just spectacular. I haven't listened to that episode. I should do oh. that, yeah. Oh, that's right. But mm. she's just, she was so clever and great. 
And so it's just really worth watching if you can. There's some just some music that you can find on YouTube as well of her singing some of the shows just with a, a live band and a cast. It's not the full musical but a couple of the soundtracks. Tim Minchin mentors her and you can tell. It's got yeah, right. a similar feel to it of Matilda, the musical. Oh, great. I mean, it's awesome. very different. Is she, is she in it? Yeah, she's, oh, she's the lead. A, oh, she's wow. The lead. Okay, yeah. So it's not only has she written this whole thing. It's like thing, a Hamilton situation. Yeah, it's actually yeah. a love letter to her 14-year-old self. Yeah, right. And she writes this beautiful letter um, in the program that is really just to her 14-year-old self how much how much she hated herself, how like chock full of pimples and self-doubt she was and how the world kind of teaches you as a young woman that your worth is all about how hot you are. In so true. Commas. You know, all that. Bizarre. I know, I bang on this forever. Someone I'm wrote, saying it's true. With what you how hot you are is I agree Thanks, with I agree with really her. Really appreciate it. I was <laughs> listening to a podcast called The Quickie from Mama Me Network this morning that was about open plan offices and how women are really not suited to open plan offices because we've got more of a complex about how we look. And so as we're working, we're constantly thinking about what people are thinking about us. I also hate open plan offices. Yeah, I know. For different reasons. So many reasons. Anyway, yeah. so that's fangirls. I won't talk about it anymore. So now what I want to talk about is a book I just finished reading. A book, you say? Um, It's called a book. Yes, it is a book, a book, a book. Called I have it with me, so I'm doing a show and tell. It's called The Trauma Cleaner and it's by Sarah Krasnosti. Oh, yeah, you're telling me about this, yeah. Yeah, I know. You're like, oh, I can't read. But it's really I'm saying, amazing. oh, I can't read. I've been lying this whole so time. So it's seriously one of the most talked learned. about biographies um, of recent years. It's one like just a crazy list of prizes. Awards aren't everything. Um, I know, but it's it's so worth reading. It doesn't sound like it would be great, but it it's been reviewed no, it from does, everyone, yeah. you know, from the Australian to the NZ Herald to the Guardian. Just it's amazing. It's one woman's extraordinary life in death, decay and disaster. So main character, it's a real story. So the journalist Sarah followed this woman called Sandra Pankhurst and she is transsexual and transitioned mm sort of around the 80s. So it kind of talks a lot about transgender rights and what it was like back then. You know, just homophobia was illegal in many states. Wait, homophobia or? or? Sorry, homosexuality. Right. And then, and it was just at the forefront. She transitioned and it ended up having the surgery and everything. She lives in Melbourne. Right. Just as that became a thing. So she, so she was one of the first 30 you know, people in Australia to ever have the surgery to change your um, sex, basically. Yeah, right. Which is so interesting. So it tr- kind of follows that history. So that in itself is crazy when you think mm. about how far we've come. It wasn't even recognised as as something that you could actually do for so many years, so she felt like such an outcast. Um, yeah. But it also just follows her life. She was a drug addict and an alcoholic prostitute as well, Um but now she runs her own business where she goes into people's homes and cleans them, but it's the trauma end of cleaning. So she'll clean up yeah. crime scenes. She'll clean hoarders' houses. And it's I know it sounds really dark, but it's weirdly really fascinating and up and kind of uplifting in the end okay. because she's so compassionate because of what she's been through in her life. She originally got married and had a family in Footscray right. and then had to leave the family because she – identified as a woman and just needed to do it. And and the grief of that and the trauma of that of leaving her two young kids with and her wife and 
all of that stuff to become this person that she just had to be. And she's extraordinarily beautiful as well, which Mm. is what's really interesting. She's also highly charismatic, highly capable, and she's just done so much. So her life is quite large and complex. She ran multiple businesses, had a second marriage as well. It's just, it's amazing what she can accomplish. But the biggest part of it is her compassion to people who are, in some of the darkest places that human beings can get to. Yeah. And it looks at that really dark side of humanity. Obviously, she cleans up after suicides, after bodies that have been left in a house for a month because the person died or overdosed and no one noticed. So she sees this kind of tragic side of life but goes in with such humour and cheerfulness and kind of get up and go that she's come from a place where she was a drug addict and a prostitute. She... Um, was raped and took her accuser to court and actually won. So he went to jail, oh, which wow, was yeah. a huge step back then when you think about it often. I mean, it's even, unusual now as well. Yeah. You know, and as not a, unusual, but it's difficult. As a prostitute yeah. and a transsexual, yeah. to actually take someone to court in the Good first place and then to win the case, that's how compelling she is as a person. Yeah. Um, but it just makes you think. Like, And she goes into all different demographics and suburbs and there are people who just – have given up on life or Mm. are depressed and shut themselves in. There's one story of this woman who's an artist and she's, she obviously has had a really traumatic past and her house is just like cockroach nests on the ceiling and rats running everywhere and it's dank and moldy. But she's also painted these extraordinary paintings all over her walls because she said the only way to get her trauma out was to paint. And so she sleeps on like maybe half a metre of her couch on top of piles and piles of newspapers and old magazines and rotting food and she just has all the blinds shut and just paints. And so in amongst all of this, the kind of, you know, relics of molten human filth, there's this extraordinary art Mm. that, you know, in the book Sarah talks about how it could be hanging in MoMA, which is a really famous art gallery in Tasmania. And so you just think about how certain circumstances happen to these people, like some of the people that are hoarders are lawyers and or were lawyers or teachers, really high, highly paid yeah. professionals who, for whatever reason, alcoholism, drugs, trauma, family circumstances, end up giving up on life and then the feels kind of builds around them. And mm. Sandra goes in and not only cleans, cleans everything out for them with her team and it's highly specialised, but she also sort of salvages furniture from whatever job she can, keeps them in a storage warehouse and off her own bat creates spaces for them to come back into that are clean. Oh, so wow, she'll often okay. like have donated bedding shield out of her own bat. Like she yeah. doesn't have to do that. It's not part of her job. Yeah. But she'll bring in, you know, fresh couches or a TV that she got from a crime scene or, you know, a DVD player. She'll put fresh sheets on so the So the idea is that you get whatever's in there? Is that like a condition of... Yeah, well, because often what's really – this is so gross, but what's really interesting is that human bio waste, so stuff like blood and vomit and organic matter. The good stuff. The good stuff. You know, if someone's died and the body's decomposed – sorry, disclaimer, this is really gross. That kind of – that can leak into everything and seep Mm. under carpets and erode things really, really quickly. And so often when you go into a crime scene like that, they have to strip everything. They strip the carpets, they strip everything – and, re- and everything is replaced. So if you can salvage some of that, 
no, no one minds, you know, oh, she okay. just rather than taking it to the dump because a lot of it would just go straight to the dump yeah. or, you know, be thrown out. She salvages it. There's a fly in here. It's a big one. It's it like knows what I'm talking about. I know. So it's just sort of in the darkest moments of her life, I guess, Sandra has somehow managed to have a lot of compassion yeah. and empathy for people for what she's been through. So yeah, anyway. Absolutely. I guess that's you live that life and you kind of have an understanding of people and – well, yeah, you, know, you she just seems like she has a good understanding of herself as well. Obviously, to yeah, know what yeah. Works for I her mean, and... obviously, there's layers of trauma there because she was abused as a child, and yeah, of course, beaten yeah. and ba- abandoned, and she had a really traumatic upbringing too. But now she just—you wouldn't know that mm. she was even transgender. She's mm. very, she was, you know, on stage as a drag queen and all kinds of things. But um, she's lived so many lives. But it's—I would just so recommend it. Okay, it's a beautiful book, "The Trauma Cleaner" by Sarah Krasnostein. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, I thought we could talk about the thing that we're both sort of watching at the moment. I'm about halfway through now. It's called Modern Love Story. Ooh, it's so good. It's all it's love stories set in New York, but it's not love stories like you'd be. They're not any conventional love stories. It's not your bloody Romeo no. and Juliet. No, do you it's know bloody, where it came from, mate? Uh, it's from a, an article, or no, a, a new, no, your gooseberry. It's based on true stories or something, isn't it? Oh god, no. So it's based on a column called Modern Love. That so it is based on an article. No, no, not just one article. It's a column. That's in the what New I York meant. Times. Like, well, it's obviously multiple. Stories, Claire. Oh, no, listen to me. You listen so, to me. The modern modern love. I don't have anything to say, but column, listen up. <laughs> with a column in the New York Times, it's now a podcast, and they've just turned it into a TV show mm. on Amazon Prime, and it's all about relationships, feelings, love, and betrayal. But it's also based on these incredibly beautiful essays, and you can actually go online to the New York Times; they have them all there, okay? Because they're all true stories. Mm. So each, so this one has eight episodes. Yes. Um, and they're each they're beautifully crafted, yeah. But they're each based on a true story, yeah. Mm. I, no, so basically, it's it's uh, they're they're individual, obviously, as you mentioned. That you don't you you can watch one and the other, and they they don't connect in any way. They've got some big name actors in there. They got the the sexy priest from bloody. Andrew uh, Scott. Andrew Scott from yeah. uh, Fleabag. Yeah. One Aaron Destrock, Gary Carr. So they're like a they're a couple, yes. a gay couple, and they adopt – well, no, not adopt. Olivia Cook is a homeless woman and they decide to – I'm not up to that one yet. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, mm. they well they decide to they, – they want a baby and mm. she wants to give her up her baby for adoption. Yes. So they go through the pregnancy with her. So okay, that's gotcha. A great yeah. episode. So the thing about this is it's – it's so sad, a lot of it. Like, it's a love story, but a lot of it's like, oh, my God, this is so sad. I know. This is, this is bitterly sad. But it's really good. There's one that I didn't think I was going to like, and it's with Anne Hathaway because it's kind of – it's framed at the start like a musical. And what really took me out of it was not the – I love musicals. You know that. I'm a big fan. You love them. But it was, it was the Anne Hathaway of it because she was the biggest actor that I'd seen in it up to that point. And it was really obvious. I'm like – this is Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. This is Anne Hathaway. Kind of said, look at yeah. Anne Hathaway doing her great acting that, she, that she's doing. And her at. great singing and yes. dancing. Yeah. But it then kind of it's 
it takes a turn because it's about it, it's she's bipolar. bipolar. That's what it's essentially about, and it's a really interesting insight into her life and of or the life of a bipolar person, and how you manage that with like a job. Um, it's like you counter it by you know like like when your your work ethic is extremely high and you're feeling really positive and you can get a lot done, and then it's weeks and weeks just kind of mm. in, in bed, and 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 it's it's also that how that bleeds over into friendships and the dating world and, and thing like that, things like that. It's it's a really good episode. The one that I just watched, I really liked, was Tina Fey and John Slattery. And it's again, oh, it's the that, marriage breakdown. It's yeah. that thing of like <laughs> it. It's so mean and awkward, and it actually had a line in it that I laughed out loud that I never do, like in anything. Do you remember when there's a moment because John Slattery is an actor, and he's and he's like, and he's talking about how my hobbies are. They're talking to a counselor. I'm going to butcher this, but he's like, my hobbies are um cooking, cooking. And she goes, it's not, you know, cook, it's not your hobby. Your hobby is your job. You're an actor. And, he, and she goes, and he's like, well, that still counts or whatever. Cooking's my hobby. And she goes, well, fine. Going to the toilet is my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. I love when she falls over and he stares at her. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. just like slips and she stares. And she's so mean. In the restaurant, yeah. a fan comes <laughs> up and he never gets fans and he comes up to take a photo. And it's like a sort of, I'd say, a middle-aged woman. And she just rips through him and yeah. says how he's enjoying and her, his life. And, yeah, and yeah. her. And it's just so awkward and awful. What's um, what's interesting about that episode in particular, like I agree with Tina Fey for the most part in it. And, uh, and, but really, I'm like, if I'm either of these characters, I'm the John Slattery character out of, out of these two, which is kind of depressing. But it's, uh, yeah, it's and it's it's just it's really really good. There's a Dev Patel one where it's a these are like a dating app kind of entrepreneur guy, and it's about yeah. it's, it's a love story and it parallels like another love story that he's that he's talking about. And it's I don't know, it's a lot about like forgiveness and. And friendship. It's not just two people coming together. Anyway, you've probably yeah. got more to say about this than well, I do. So. I, well, because yeah. the Dev Patel episode is mm. really beautiful. Catherine Keener is in that. Yeah, she's and great. she is brilliant. She always yeah. just pops up in things and she's great and smart and funny. Mm. And in that one, she's a journalist interviewing him as this kind of like app guy. And she sort of tell he tells her his personal kind of love story of, you know, love gone wrong. And then she tells him, because she's older, mm. about this love story that she had with Andy Garcia, not actual Andy Garcia, the actor um, Andy Garcia plays her love interest. Yes. She's married now but this guy that was like a sliding doors moment and she's thought about him for 30 years. Yeah. And it's just 15. so. Doesn't really matter. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. 15 years. <laughs> um, anyway, and it's 17. Just, Sorry. All right. There we go. Look, <laughs> yeah, it's 17. Anyway, and it's just, it makes you cry. It makes you think about life and about how, you know, choices that you make. And he, it kind of comes out, there's a twist at the end about why he didn't show up for her on the day and they, you know, never saw each other again. And it's so heartbreaking and real, but yeah. kind of beautiful. It is, yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, I also really enjoyed the one, the la- oh, you haven't seen the last one, have you? No. There's the one at the end um, is about a sort of a couple that meet when they're in their seventies. Okay, and it's just it's just beautiful, mm. and um, it's terribly sad as well. Sure. But it's um, yeah, it just makes you think about relationships yeah. and love and what it means. The doorman one's really good. Yeah, did you they're like really, that? One? I really liked that one. Yeah, yeah that's Kristen Milioti, who you'd mm. know from How I Met Your Mother as Ted's 
yeah. eventual mother. Like and Black the mother Mirror, of his the kids. Star Trek episode of yeah. Black Yeah, and I wasn't sure if I'd like it at the beginning. I was like, this seems a bit unbelievable that the doorman would be so, you know, caring about her. Mm. Why would he care? But by the end you're just like crying. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's beautiful and because it's also about families and kids. and It is, yeah, and, and love necess- isn't necessarily – you know, a person that you meet and there's bloody romance and bumblebees and whatever. It's, you know, there's there's other elements of it and yeah, it's not always yeah. good and easy or fun. And yeah. yeah. You're de- there's definitely something in there for everybody, I think. I think so, you know, yeah. I think you'll sort of see or re- a reflection of you somewhere in it. Except if you like Paul Rudd because he's not in it. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm you can go and watch the movie about living with two Paul Rudds, James's dream. It's a TV series, Claire. Man Boner time. I don't know why I said that. It's so gross. Man All right, well, man you just stole, time, everyone. You just stole my Well, I wanted to talk about it together. Oh, it's so cool. Did it make you think about us, James? It did a little bit, yeah, because, like, you know, in every kind of story you could you could definitely pick out elements of things that have yeah. happened in our lives, I would say. I reckon the dev... Except maybe the doorman one. Yeah. Door, doorbell one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the doorman one. Yeah. I think the Dev Patel episode just reminded me of us in... The way they interact with each other. Yeah, right. When they yeah. met, that was how when that the, he meets this girl that he like just falls head over heels with in love mm. at the very beginning, and that was the feeling that you know when you just zing with someone, and yeah. then that was how I felt when I met you. Wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway, but it's yeah. just, and it reminded me of like our first date, and yeah, right. That's what's so beautiful about it. That kind and of and they go to the thing. zoo. We love going to the that's zoo. That's what I mean. That reminded <laughs> me because we love going to the zoo and looking at the animals, and you're like, oh, the animal kingdom. Oh, it's just. I bloody like, love yeah. the zoo. I bloody, you bloody, I bloody you love it. You planned a beautiful date for me at the zoo. I did. It was so romantic. Anyway, cool. I didn't All really. Right. I was just. I was just like, do you want to go to the zoo? That was the extent of. <laughs> do you want to get an ice cream or the zoo? No, you oh, didn't. You God. planned snacks. Did Which I? you know I love. You do love in snacks. A no, I know that you need snacks, otherwise you'll turn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just my snap. friends have like <laughs> kind of cottoned on to that as well. My son is exactly the same. He yes. needs snacks at all times. Mm. All right. Would well, you have something else to talk about? I do just quickly. I was gonna I was gonna talk about Watchmen, but I might talk about it next week. Okay. Uh because we are running out of time. But this is a, I did this for a sponsor this week, but I've got to talk about it anyway because I really like them. All right. Uh I guess the link below if you want to use the offer code, but this is not sponsored. I don't have to say this. They didn't ask me to do this. But um, I've wireless head, Raycon wireless headphones, and I've never had wireless headphones before, and these are amazing, and I love them. And they're just – I'm sure they're, they're all very good, whatever version of Because these are the first got. ones yeah. you've tried. But they're so great, and I've just been tangled up in cords for years, Claire, like a loser. <laughs> And I always thought that you know you probably lose one, you you don't charge them properly or whatever. But it, the charge the cases also charges them or whatever. I'm talking. Everybody knows this. I'm sure most people are listening to this. Like I'm wearing wireless <laughs> headphones right now, but I just think it's just this piece of technology that I've kind of been avoiding. And they're amazing. They've bloody changed my life. You have, and you can answer phone calls. Like and you're always like calls. pushing a button, being like. Oh. I do oh, feel like a James. dickhead when I go into a shop and I go to talk to somebody and I, pre- I press the side thing to, to mute it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? It's changed my life a bit too because you're always walking around the house with the headphones in mm. and it's the cords all tangled up. And this way you've got it just in your – and you don't have to pull your phone out to stop the no, thing. No, you can just – You can just press a little yeah. button. So it's I'm, much more like, like the future. What do you want? <laughs> I'm always like, James. I'm listening to a Paul Rudd interview. <laughs> For the 50th time. Yeah. Yeah, while staring at a poster of him in your bedroom. You know it. Drawing love hearts around him. I would do that, man. What have. is your favourite Paul Rudd thing that you've watched? Thing that I, oh, I really like This Is 40. Mm, I know you do. I, I like him as Ant-Man, but I don't love those movies. Uh, 
I think he's better in the Avengers movies than he is in the... Yeah, I agree than, uh, with that too. Yeah, but, I like him in it though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's really funny in Anchorman. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. He's also in Clueless. No, he is in Clueless, yeah. Which I kind of enjoyed him in it's that It's funny because I, I made a video recently about... It's basically fake quotes for celebrities who hate comic book movies. And the whole thing is just, it, it turns into this ripping of Paul Rudd and just all these celebrities making fun of Paul Rudd. And it just happened to be the week that this show came out. And and, and he also went on Hot Ones, you know, that interview show where they eat hot wings. and they, Oh, uh, yes, yeah. yes, correct. So it kind of coincided with that coincidentally. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he's a, I think he's a really, he's, he's just so affable. I don't know how he's he does so it. Funny. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah, he is very funny. I really mm. like him. And, and he'll do like... Weird, dumb stuff that clearly he wouldn't wouldn't have got paid any money to do. But just for fun. There's this thing called Salary Man, which I'll show you after. <laughs> it's just, I can't even explain it, but just, I'll link it below. But you'll either think it's hilarious or you'll think it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I'll probably think that was like when, do you remember Salad Fingers? I do remember Salad From Fingers. so long ago. Yeah. I remember you showing that to me and not understanding very what upsetting. was going on. Don't link, so, don't link that below, colleagues. No, oh, salad so, fingers I kind is of, it is very so upsetting, upsetting, but kind of just sticks in your head. There's something about it. I very briefly wanted to mention. Sure. I've got a few things now. Um, that podcast I was talking to you about called Unravel. Which is that one again? So it's um, Ollie Ward, who is an ABC journalist. Mm. His sister-in-law, so his brother married this American woman, turned out to be a con artist and took Love his it. family's money. Oh, you were talking to me it's about this. so yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, so he decides to create the – it's the fourth season. It's actually Unraveled, not Unraveled, and it's called Snowball, the fourth season. And it's really – he just goes – deep dives into what happened, why it happened. He starts to track her down and because she's never been prosecuted for any of it. It mm. turns out she's stolen money and stuff from multiple people all over the world. And then the last episode. Are you going to spoil this act- right now? No, I'm not I'm not spoiling it. Yeah. I'm just saying at the last he tracks her down. Oh, okay. And it's so and he gets her on on audio. Yeah, right. Talking to him and it's so Fascinating, but it's just really interesting because it's his brother and they're quite kooky. They're from New Zealand. Mm. So it's this kind of – and his parents were involved. Yeah. So his parents actually lost their family home and all of their savings. Oh, so it's really tragic but also kind of weirdly hilarious and just it's just fascinating. Plus um, Flight Facilities does the music for it because Ollie Ward's really into Triple J and yeah, right. he's a great audio producer and it's just really well made and you just won't be able to stop listening. I've never heard of that. It's All a right. little bit like Dirty John. Yeah. It, it topped the charts here in Australia. Okay, I'm going to check that it's out. Really, yeah. It's really worth a listen. But I, I don't just... like true crime like murder stuff as much. I'm like, and there was a grizzly murder and oh. who did the murder? And then at the end they're like, we don't know. It's like very voyeuristic or something. Yeah, like something about that I don't like. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm not against it. Do whatever you want. But, yeah. You're not against grisly murders. No, nah, man. Get out there. Do what you need to do. No. Whatever disclaimer. makes you feel alive. Oh, Jesus. Whether this that be taking the life of somebody else or watching forever. a Paul Rudd movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. Well, I, I on the other hand, am not for grisly murders but am for fraud. Yeah, good. That's yeah. good. Well, no, it's just really – con artists are fascinating. She's just – this woman looks like Kim Kardashian mm. and she's so charismatic that she just convinces like – like it would be at least 20 to 30 people to do all kinds of ridiculous things and she steals all their belongings. And yeah, right. Crazy. 
Well, look, if you want to uh, breach the show, you can. There are su- people, you want to write a suggestion? Claire's got some bloody suggestions coming up hot right now. I do, but uh, before that, you can uh, tell them about how review. to review things. I will while you frantically search on your phone. Uh, <laughs> on your app, you can do it uh, right now. It's a suge- unsuggestible. You can give it a bloody five stars or if, you, if you'd like to. This is from Pizza Toast Club, which I know you're a big fan of, Claire. You love Pizza Toast. Oh, bloody love it. Says, it. perfect blend of serious and silly. James and Claire have somehow mastered the art of suggesting things without making me feel like I'm missing out on a ton of stuff. And Claire's salad recipes were unexpected, but definitely needed. Oh, great. I mm. love a sneaky recipe in there. I know you do. All right. So this is from Ja Elijah. Thanks so much, mate. She is talking about Eleanor Park that I recommended from last week. Eleanor Park is an amazing read. It's really It was a really important read for me as a teenager. If you want another amazing look at being a teenager and a good emotional read with beautiful prose, seeing how we've got similar taste in novels, I agree, Elijah, you might really like Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Ah, cool. All okay. right. I am totally going to look Sounds that like up. a good recommendation. Uh, if you, you, can, you can hit up at Suggestible Pod to send through a recommendation. Uh-huh. On Instagram and on the Twitters and, on and also well, on the yeah. Facebook group. This episode is edited, as always, by the incredible Raw Collings. I love it. Yes, correct. Exactly. Oh, I'm just looking at a loonig fucking cartoon. God, he's a fucking idiot. No, he's not. Yes, he, he likes is. to look at ducks and ducks are cool. I like ducks. We're getting chickens and I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We better finish this before it all goes insane. Goodbye, goodbye. Did you like that? No, it was rude. Oh. You're rude. Dude. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.